morning and welcome to Faith FM. You are listening to 87.6, 87.8 or 88 FM, depending on where you are across our beautiful country of Australia. You are here on The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. Lyle will be back in like a split second. <laughs> he's just dipped out and he's left me to do the intro by myself. It's all good. He'll be right back. Don't stress. We have a wonderful show coming up for you today. We have a expert calling in live from Canada about Jomo, which we were talking about earlier in this week. We'll find out more about Jomo and get some wonderful tips. And uh, we also have an excellent Bible study. We discuss baptism, re-baptism. When do we... When should we get baptized? Should we get rebaptized? Do you know what? The reason I know all this is because you're actually listening to the delayed broadcast introduction, PS. Uh, and you know what? It's actually really easy to jump across to the live show. You can leave behind the pre-record, which we recorded on Wednesday, the 29th of August. And who knows when this is being broadcast out to you. But you can go across to our live show and get the show that's happening live on the day. It has the current news. It has like the up-to-date weather. It has everything up-to-date. Jump across. It's super easy. Go to faithfm.com.au. That's our website. If you scroll to the top of the page, you can press play on the live stream or you can download the TuneIn app, which is a real nifty app. You can download it to any of your devices. You can get it for free. There is a paid version, but you know what? Don't worry about paying. Just get the free version. And uh, search for Faith FM Australia. Make sure you include the word Australia, otherwise you'll get something in America. <laughs> and uh, and once again, just press play. You can add us to your favorites list uh, there in the TuneIn app so you can have quick access to us. And uh, and every day you can listen to us there. It's, it's super easy. It's free. You can get perfect signal connection wherever you are around the world. Lyle listened to us when he was over in America using the TuneIn app. I listened to it uh, driving from Melbourne to Sydney using the TuneIn app. It's really great if uh, you have rough signal uh, here in Newcastle where we broadcast from. The, the landscape is a bit lumpy, we like to say. And so the signals are always that great. Um, so doing it via the TuneIn app is really wonderful way of, uh, of being able to listen to, to radio clearly and concisely and, uh, and not missing out on anything. So join us uh, one of those two ways. And uh, But hey, if you're here now, stick around. Uh, we have a quiz, we have giveaways, we have all kinds of things happening today. And I want to share with you something that one of our regular listeners has sent in. He shared his gratitude story, which is really great. And you too can uh, just text me your gratitude stories. Text it to 0491064669 and uh, we'll share it with our listeners. So this comes from Ben in Queensland and he says, I'm grateful for a day of rest, especially after working six days straight last week. And I uh, also spoke to a doctor at church who had just worked eight days straight. God's design of a consistent day off each week is exactly what we need. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's so true. Do you know what? I think God actually invented Jomo. <laughs> Sometimes we need a day where we just disconnect from everything and just spend time uh, resting. So yeah, send us your gratitude stories. We love to hear them. Uh, stick around. The show is just getting started. of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good 
unexplainable I, I can hardly think as you call listening to Chris Tomlin with Good Good Father here on Faith FM as we move on into the next section of our show. And that is the quiz section. Mon, what have you got for us yes, this morning? Yes, let's get our brains kicked up a nacho or two. This is a what book am I quiz? Mm-hmm. It is one of 66 books. There's okay. a clue for you yep. right there. Uh-huh. Yep. This is a Bible book, not just yep. like any book out of the library. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, you know, Pride or Prejudice or anything. Okay. All right. that, that, that is good to know, Mon. That is good to know in a Bible quiz. That helpful information right there. No Jane Austen. Uh, it's also not like Desire of Ages or anything. Is this making it easier for you? <laughs> okay. All right. Hurry up. Get on clue with the quiz number, already. Clue number one is a quote. Okay. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. If you know what book that verse is from, give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and call quick because Lyle doesn't know the answer. And if you can answer it before he does, we will send you double prizes. This has only ever happened once in the history of Faith FM that someone got it before Lyle. The legendary Chloe, only nine years old and whooped your butt. <laughs> That's right. I will never forget. You, you will never forget that. You will never allow me for, to forget that. I think, hey, Chloe, if you're out there, can you like send us a signed picture of yourself holding the prizes and we will frame it and stick it on the wall here. If I <laughs> <laughs> With a little plaque saying, this girl whipped a while at the Bible quiz. <laughs> I can see you printing, one, printing this out and layering it over the top of... A large pie. (laughs) Anyway, if you know what the answer is, of course, give us a call. 1-800-324-843. And uh, yeah, we'll send you the prize. We'll send you two. And guess what, Lyle? Mm -hmm. I'm going to quit my job here. 
You're going to. You're not allowed to. I, I, I refuse, to, I, I I refuse to accept your resignation. In, <laughs> I have found a job that sounds like so much fun. This is uh, actually maybe it's not paid because it says non-profit organization. So maybe I won't get paid for this. Yeah, you might starve. <laughs> you can quit your job. Go ahead, starve. <laughs> I love the attitude there. You just starve, non-starve. You'll, okay. you'll be back in a day. This is a really cool organization, though. So this is called Escaton. Um, it's actually based in California, so it's not local to us. Yeah, you might have trouble with that, Mon. There's yeah. a thing called a visa and a green card. If well, you know. actually, actually, it's a phone-based job. And uh, it's a non-profit and what it does is it, it basically lifts the spirits of lonely seniors and um, by doing a personal phone call every single day. Oh, really? And uh, they've been doing it for two decades. Uh, they've been serving seniors. That's for, a long time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they've been reaching out to homebound uh, elders with this telephone reassurance program. And we all know this. We all know that all elderly people, like, they love to have a chat. They love to have, you know, a cup of tea and a bicky and, and have a good yarn. And it's something that they, they really seem to crave. What we don't realize is um, this... this uh, this social interaction, mm-hmm. it's not just something that, you know, they crave. It's actually something that's really good for their health. And um, so, these volunteers at, uh, at Eschaton who call up uh, these elderly people, it's not just to check up on their health. Um, you know, this opportunity to socialize, it actually uh, helps them with uh, uh, preventing de- dementia development. Okay. So, um, so older people are who are lonely mm-hmm. are more likely to develop dementia um, than their socially connected peers. And in fact, loneliness produces physical effects that are among the most problematic in modern medicine. Really? Isn't that incredible? And I like to, you know, I, I mean, I hate to think, but I honestly, goodness, I can't. I can't believe that it's just limited to the elderly. So I'm people, sure are, people are just literally dying of loneliness. Literally dying. Like the most problematic um, medical problems in modern medicine are those from loneliness. Just the physical effects of loneliness. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's just it's, it like it blows my mind. And so. Uh, what this what this non for profit organization does, it, it, you know, it has volunteers, um, and they they don't just like do random calls. They get like a list of people, and they start to form like a social connection between these people, these participants, and um, and so they start to get to know the people that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. They're basically making friends over the phone, and uh, so so elderly people can sign up for this. And um, there's one here, an elderly gentleman called Ben. He's a senior, and he says, "I'm so grateful for someone." That someone is calling me every day and checking up on me. It lifts my spirit to know someone cares. And um, other people in this program have called the program a lifesaver. And uh, I actually think this is really sad because don't these people have family? You would you would expect so. I mean, there's going to be some elderly people who don't have family uh-huh. because of tragedy, yeah, um, or, or or challenging life experiences. You know, a single child who doesn't who doesn't um, have children. Mm-hmm. But even still, you think the majority of one of the, one of the things that I find the most horrific, and I see this over and over again, whereas often for older people, their family are their worst enemies. Isn't that just the yeah? You know, I was visiting so an, an elderly person uh, recently who had spent some time in hospital, and while he was in hospital, they kind of didn't expect him to come back out, but he's come back out and come, you know, fighting fit and mm-hmm. and, and all the rest. And uh, I, I was visiting at his home. And he had something he wanted, something very cool and 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 uh, old that he wanted to show me. And he takes me into his back room, and uh, you know, pulls out his little secret drawer where he has kept it, and it's gone. 
Oh, no. And he knows exactly what happened because while he was in hospital, some of his relatives came in and they took all of his valuable stuff away for safekeeping. They just didn't return it all. Oh, that's so horrid. You know, this is this is family. Yeah, that's horrible. You know, and, and, and of course then, so he contacts them and is like, no, 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 nothing about it, you know. Why would you do that to your own? Well, and this is, but that's like a, a story on repeat. Yeah, this is valuable antiques. Yeah, You know, yeah. A, a, a small item, but a valuable antique. That's really sad. Oh, it's just, it's just disgusting. I mean, that's just only part of the story of what happened while this person was in hospital because, you know, as soon as he went into hospital, he had a fall. They mm-hmm. didn't expect him to come out of hospital. They thought he'd go straight to a nursing home and the vultures just started to circle. Yeah, yeah. They all just started to circle, take no interest in him whatsoever at all, but they know they're in his will mm-hmm. and they're just starting to salivate over, mm-hmm. you know, what, what they're all going to get and how they're going to cut the farm up and what they're going to do, with, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of thing. And, uh, and, and you know, he's, this is the guy who's in his night. 90s. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, he, he turns around and comes back and he's fighting fit and he's um, looking after himself and he's completely independent and he's, mm-hmm. you know, driving around and mowing his lawn and mm-hmm. planting a garden and all these kind of things. And, uh, yeah. But what about your grandparents, Mon? Oh, actually, um, actually, surprisingly, you should ask because <laughs> um, so my paternal grandparents have both passed away um, and they were the ones that migrated out to Australia. So those are the ones that I had a relationship with. Whereas my maternal grandparents, uh, they're still in Germany and um, and I don't really have much relationship with them because I don't have have really met them a handful of times but actually because i'm is um the reason this is surprising because just yesterday i was talking to my my parents and um as you know i'm going over to this wedding yes. in germany in like mm-hmm. two and a half weeks time and uh and while i was there i was like do you know what let me let me go visit my 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 maternal grandmother who does call me like a few times uh in in the year and we have this sort of half awkward chat because you know we don't really know each other that mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. and um and so, yeah, so she's the main one that I keep in touch with. But I was thinking after maybe, what... Maybe she would have another orange onesie for you. Yeah, <laughs> she did send me an orange dressing gown. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it was like bright. fluoro orange. <laughs> but yeah, and then I was thinking to myself, do you know what? Maybe I should look up my, my maternal grandfather because um, he's still alive, but because they divorced when my mother was very young. Okay. And, um, and when my mother married a Christian, which they weren't, they were atheists, um, they actually cut off contact with her for a very long time. Oh, my. And they came back into the picture um, like when I was very young. And so I met him once when I was eight. Mm-hmm. And that's the last time I've seen him. And I have no con- I have never spoken to him or anything like that um, since. And so I was just thinking to myself yesterday, hey, what if I just turn up at their house? And so I called my parents and we've worked it all out. And we have like, we found their address on, um, on like the German phone book. And uh, yeah, so in like three weeks, I'm going to clue up with a crazy story about how I literally yeah. just turned up at my grandparents' Absolutely. house. Absolutely. And was like, hey, I know you don't know this face, but we are biological. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully your grandfather has your sense of humor. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be very interesting. And yeah. apparently he did just – he also was in, in a hospital just recently with, uh, with cancer, but he bounced back from it. So, mm. yeah, I think maybe he's had a brush with death and maybe if he has any animosity towards, you know, his kin, maybe change now. I don't know. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I mean, hey, you can't afford to have an, an animosity at that age of your life. It's, it's yeah. just time, just time to relax and enjoy having the fact that you've got family 
and grandchildren and you can connect and that's have it to, that's it so yeah, yeah we'll, see, we'll see how that it goes really exciting yeah I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating like I want to get like a fo- my phone and hang it around my neck on a lanyard and then just have the video on without him knowing so when he opens the door I'll like catch there might him. be laws against this one <laughs> not in Germany no nah, we'll see we'll see anyway hey give us a call if you have a crazy family story maybe a heartwarming one maybe a bit of a sad one we'd love to hear them all um, 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number it's 1-800-324-843 we're going to have a song now this is Andrew Andrew Svensson with Gone Other Days and we'll be right back with the current news. Gone other days that I look to the world for peace look for a sense of
walking with Christ through life I'm not on my own I'm not on my own Gone are those days You were listening to Anders Svensson with Gone Other Days here on Faith FM and it's time for another clue for the quiz. What book am I? My author says that Christ will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. I'm looking forward to that salvation. There you go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So which book is that? If you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 or 1-800-FAITH-FM and let us know the answer. Or send it through on a social media or a text message. Well, you were just telling me, um, Just I know we have to move on to the current news, but you were just telling me about a really cool story about how you just turned up your your grandfather's doorstep. Yeah, so my mother passed away when I was 12 and my dad was thrown into a situation where he's living on the other side of the country to you know, my, my maternal grandparents and he's single parenting, he's grieving, you know, a lot on his plate and we lost touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're not the I'm not the kind of person who's great at keeping in in touch with people at the best of times, and I'm the kind of person who just sort of picks up where I left off when I yep. when I catch up yep. with somebody. And as a young person, of course, we uh, we lost touch, and mm-hmm. for many many years, we just you know I had no idea where he was or what he was doing or anything like that. My grandmother died within months, I think it was, of my mother dying. Oh, that's sad. And uh, that was the last time that I saw my grandfather. Oh. And uh, anyway, when uh, some years later. Uh, I guess, you know, married, I've got children, Our kids might have been like four or six, something like that. We had a trip planned to Western Australia where, where my maternal grandparents come from. I was speaking over there. We took a bit of a holiday at the same time, sort of, you know, combined that up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to look up my grandfather. Wow. And I did. And we spent a couple of days together and it was so awesome. So he cool. was so happy. We were so happy. You know, the the, uh, the photos that we've got of that encounter, you know, he's, he's remarried now, of course, and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of thing. Was It was just wonderful. That's so special. It was just so special and wonderful to, uh, yeah, just to reconnect. So my message is if you've got family out there mm. that you have not connected with, make the effort. Yeah. You will be blessed. Yeah. You know, it's just a really special thing. Make the effort, go out and, uh, and and reconnect with them. And just turn up. Just turn up. Just be like, hey, I yeah. want in. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Mon, my, uh, my question for you this morning is about power. Mm-hmm. If you have power, like lots of it, mm-hmm. is there any scenario where you would not be tempted to use it? Nope. <laughs> Do you know the first Spoken thing like, like a true German yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, well. Do you know the first thing that ran through my mind when I thought about if I had power? I was like, man, if I had power, I'd totes build that pipe from northern Australia <laughs> down to here so we could fix this drought. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry, greenies. That pipe has got to happen. It absolutely, it certainly does. It's uh, it's the you know it would be expensive, but it would solve so much of our oh, problems on a dry yeah. continent. Long term, anyway, long term. That's that's the difference. You give me sidetrack. Sorry, now. my bad. Power, power, power. Okay, so power. if you've got power, yes. you would be tempted to use it. Mm-hmm. What are the lo- what are the chances are mm-hmm. that you wouldn't use it? Uh, I feel like you're about to hit me over the head with some sort of nasty reality. <laughs> no, I'm I not. feel like it's I know okay. where this you're, is going. You're safe. You're it, safe. If if yeah, it'd be. I'd like to think that there's no way I wouldn't use it. Okay. For good. For good. For good. For good. All for right. Good. You'd like yeah, to think yeah, you'd yeah. use it for good. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. All right. Uh, for your version of good. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, a, a greenies version of good might not be, be a, a pipeline. Pipe. <laughs> it's too bad. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. My version of good. (laughs) Okay, so I was thinking about this as I was driving in this morning, listening to the news, and they're talking about, you know, Donald Trump has accused Google, um, what's his name, Sundar Panchai, of manipulating the search engine so that it doesn't display, you know, right-wing political good stories. no, no. No, that's not good. Okay, so um, you know you, you you hear it and you initially go, okay, this is just typical, you know, more Donald Trump. He's always saying this kind of stuff to uh, to cover for himself, and that's mm-hmm. what it always sounds like. Mm-hmm. It always just sounds like he's you know. And I'm no great supporter of Donald Trump or not supporter of Donald Trump. It's like that's America's problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, let them worry about it. Uh, I'm not going to take any sides there whatsoever at all. But it's sort of you know, it's it's something that comes up in the news. It feels like every day, you know, Donald, Donald Trump is saying, you know, oh, you know, fake news, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Now he's accusing Google of uh, manipulating their search engine so that it hides over right wing stories. Mm-hmm. And it's easy just to write it off. But then it, the thought occurred to me: okay, let's say that I was, you know, in charge of Google. Google. Yeah, that is a massive amount of power. That is, it is huge, huge amount of power. What would be the what would the chances be that I would not use that power mm. to shape the world according to my worldview? Yes, you have to be. You very know, I have a worldview that is different from Donald Trump's. I have a worldview that is different from yours. Uh-huh. We all have a worldview that is different, and we all feel that our worldview is the best worldview. You know, you, you think this pipeline, and I agree with you on this one, is the is the best idea. But there are people out there who think it's the worst idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And imagine if you had that kind of power, you could easily manipulate the search engine, which is one of the most powerful. Uh, entities in our world right yep, now yep. so that, yeah, in no time there was all kinds of political pressure for a massive pipeline. I would totally do it. Not even going to lie. But I would be very careful. Like I We would, also, you know, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I'd do what Donald Trump is accusing this guy of doing. I wouldn't, you know, hide left or right or whatever. I'd let, I'd want reality as much as possible to be to be viewable there. But I guess if it was something like someone searching, so, what church so- should I join? <laughs> like, you know what's going to come up first, right? Our favorite church. Where, Maitland. Yeah. Where's my nearest church? I'd be like tampering with those results. <laughs> oh, show. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but with the, if it was a pipeline, I guess I would want, because I I feel like the like the Grindings would be doing so much stomping their feet and you know banging their pots and pans and making such a hullabaloo, I feel like the the voice of reason would might get lost in that. So I would probably tamper with it so that um, the studies showing how great it would be for Australia would come up first. I, I do you know what I openly admit that's probably what I would do. Yeah, because and it's and not I illegal, think, right? I think I think that if anybody stands up and says no, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Come on, seriously? Yeah. You know, yeah. you expect us to believe that? Yeah. You know, so you've got you've got Donald Trump on one side who says, oh, they're tampering with the results, and you've got uh, Sundar Panchai on the other side saying, no, we never do that. And I'm like, yeah, nah. You guys are both powerful guys, mm-hmm. and you're both using your power. There's yeah. no way. There's no way that human nature, mm-hmm. being what human nature is, mm-hmm. is not going to use power if you have power. This is why America always goes to but war. But th- this is the thing, right? When he says he's hiding like the the right wing stuff, right? If he was not hiding the right wing stuff and letting it come up in the search search results, like how is it exactly that search results are stuck in order? Isn't it like the people have to pay to be at the top of the list anyway? So even if they take their hands off of it, it's still not without 
sway. Someone has paid a lot of money to be the first search result. So really then the power would go to the rich. Do you get yeah, what I mean? And, and of course. And this comes back to uh, you know our, the whole situation with social media. And of course, we're going to be talking about JOMO in just a moment, the joy of missing out mm-hmm. um, and becoming disconnected from social media. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've got the whole um, situation of, and I'll just get the uh, the Russian Internet Research Agency, mm-hmm. which has you know been clearly implicated in engineering social media to sway public opinion. Yeah, you know, and and is that right or is that wrong? You know, because they have a worldview, they want to see their worldview succeed, and this is a way of doing so where they're able to you know flood the flood the uh, the social media with you know I think we I think real news fake news whatever they wanted I think what, we're all up in of- arms about this but this is as old as the hills I mean look at our bible study yesterday when we looked at those people like you know um uh, Paul and Silas, you know, cast a demon out of that girl, and uh, and they were angry that they, their money maker was now gone, and so they incited a riot. They swayed public opinion by saying all this crazy stuff and had them flogged. And you know, and even before the internet, you know, newspapers were still doing this kind of stuff, trying to sway public opinion. To you know, I mean, America. Imagine America getting up, getting upset about somebody. Outside of America, being ha- having an interest in regime change. Who have heard of that before? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the one country on the world that has been more interested uh-huh. in various regime changes than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. And promotes it and pushes for it and agitates for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and suddenly it's happening to them. It's like, oh, no, this is not right. You know, we, what, we, we, what would you do? Would you use your power if you own Google? Okay, so I'm going to be really honest mm-hmm. and... As a human being, mm-hmm. you know, ultimate power corrupts ultimately. Yeah. And if I think if I was entrusted with that kind of power, it would corrupt me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that God has not given me that kind of power. And this is one of the reasons why God hasn't, because he knows all of our weaknesses. And I think that uh, I'm just so glad that I don't have that so kind of power. So do you think it's a corruption? Do you think it's a corruption to diddle with the search results? Knowing that if you didn't, they'd still be diddled with in terms of who has the most money. Do you, do you just find yeah, yeah, that yeah, as yeah. a just, corruption? Okay, so they're just, they're just all dumb. <laughs> yeah, because for me, the, the question is not okay. so much would you or wouldn't you. Yeah. The question is what is it defined as? What, what's right and what's wrong here? Yeah, yeah. We could have a long mm. conversation about this. I'm, I'm just sad we got to this part of the conversation <laughs> in the last 10 seconds <laughs> of our segment because I'm thinking we just need to explore this one deeper. But right now we're going to listen to Chelsea Moon with How Deep the Father's Love.
That was Chelsea Moon with How Deep the Father's Love here on Faith FM. And we've got another clue for our quiz there, Mon, yes, as we go through the breakfast show. Let me you with a clue. What book am I? Quiz. One of the longer epistles in the New Testament. I have 13 chapters. Do you know what it is yet? 13 chapters mm, in the New Testament. Yes. Are you sure you know what it is? I'm going to write it down for you in just a moment. But okay. we have, well, I still, I want to get to our, I'm super <laughs> excited about our interview, so I want to get to our interview. So let's go. Yeah, there no first. worries. Give us a call if you know the answer to the quiz 1 800 Faith FM. Okay, this morning we have a wonderful guest uh, joining us all the way from. Toronto in Canada, would you believe? Because say Toronto's only just down the road. Yeah, not that it's Toronto. The, uh, the, the, big, <laughs> the, the famous Toronto, Lyle. <laughs> the one from so far away. Uh, welcome to the show, Christina Crook. How are you this morning? Excellent. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us from Canada. It's kind of exciting. It's so exotic for us, isn't it, Lyle? It kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> now, actually, this came this came about quite um, quite miraculously. So, just the other day, Lyle, we were talking about this new thing called Jomo. We were. Yeah, and uh, and so we tweeted about it. And, and I've been um, talking about it ever since. I think it's awesome. Yeah, he's so into it, Christina. He's so into Jomo. But yeah, so we put it up on our social media, and Christina caught wind of us uh, tweeting about it and tweeted back at me, and so we tweeted for. A while I sound so millennial, don't I? We were tweeting, um, but yeah, but yeah, and now she's here on the phone with us. Okay, so, so why why is Christina here on the phone with us to talk about? Jomo? Well, it turns out Christina invented Jomo, didn't you? 
I did. I, I actually did not invent Joe Jomo. A wonderful man named Anil Dash coined the phrase Jomo. So we do need to give him credit. But I did write the book. She wrote okay, the she book. Wrote, she wrote the book on like, Jomo. Literally, there's a book, and we are going to put the the Jomo book up on our social media. So for for our listeners who are more interested in finding out more about Jomo, because actually quite a few quite a few people um jumped on our socials and were like asking about Jomo and uh, and had suggestions on how to to, to achieve Jomo. <clears throat> but we're going to put the book up, and so if people would like to have a look at Christina's book, they can certainly do that. But Christina, this is actually quite a serious issue. I know that we're sounding jokey about it, but um, I, there's some quotes here that I saw underneath your email that I thought were really great. Um, the New York Times said that how we live with technology is a cultural issue of the next half century. I think I think it'd be really good if we had Christina defined for us once again because yeah. we didn't talk about it but somebody might be That's just true. tuning in and so Christina, what, what, yeah, what, what are we talking about when we talk about jomo tell us uh, exactly what jomo is jomo so jomo is a play on fomo which probably more listeners might be familiar with which is the acronym which stands for the fear of missing out kind of that ever pre- present angst or the ever-present fear that you are going to miss out on something if you step away for, from the internet, essentially, for too mm-hmm. long, and social media in particular. So JOMO is a, a really delightful play on that where, you know, I truly believe that there is incredible joys in stepping away from the constant deluge of uh, news and information we mostly don't need and chatter. So the joy of missing out is really the joy of stepping away from being constantly online and all of the good stuff we can step into when we step away. And this this is, um, you know, FOMO was actually really affecting our, I guess, our real life relationships. But you know, how is technology, like how is it actually affecting uh, our, our human relationships? Is it really that much of an issue? You know, people that develop and create these technologies are sounding the alarm um, at this point in time. So I would say we can confidently say that, yes, we're starting to see some of the longer term ramifications on our attention spans, obviously on our relationships. I'm, I don't know how how much of the news um, from about Elon Musk um, who do you know who Elon yeah, Musk yeah, is? Yeah. Elon, yes. Okay. Okay. So we've, we've heard I mean, about him in you know, just even this. <laughs> okay. All right. You've heard about it. <laughs> so of course. So Elon Musk is, you know, his kind of his his whole personal life is exploding and professional life in the midst of it. You know, our relationships we can't keep up the pace that we're at, and we're seeing that not only in the lives of real people, whether they're celebrities or our friends and family who, you know, we feel disconnected from, but also the fact that technologies like uh, Google are starting to implement digital wellness features um, are just a testament to the fact that we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. We can't actually, we're not, we're not machines. We've, we are using technologies that are machines. And we are functioning ourselves like machines, but we are not machines. We are not actually capable of um, ingesting and inputting as much information as a machine and then doing anything meaningful with it. So um, it is, I can confidently say that it is a problem, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not one that's, you know, not within our grasp to change both personally and systematic, like, you know, know, institutionally. So, to some extent, I feel like we've almost created a monster. Like we've, we've, you know, we've discovered the internet. We've created all these apps, all these time-consuming, you know, things that take us away from reality. And, and then we've sort of lost control, and now it kind of controls us. To some extent, I feel like 
we've made like a monster who you know you know you know all those movies about AI and how AI turns around and then starts to kill off the human right. race. <laughs> I feel like we've done that. But I was actually just thinking about this recently because um, Christina, I'm I'm in my mid thirties and I'm single, and uh, and I was having a conversation you know with a couple of uh, with this guy recently, and um, and he just he just wasn't really that good at conversing, and I, I was wondering to myself is is this like one of the side effects of you know. Um, of, of of social media of, of technology and then I was really concerned about like the millennials and the and the kids that are growing up because I, I I had an analog childhood and then a, a digital teen teen life and I was wondering like you know are the kids who are growing up completely immersed in uh, in this tech, you know digital technology social media age are they going to grow up like barely knowing how to have a proper conversation anymore is this going to affect their ability to to create and to generate genuine relationships with other people are we going to have like just a generation of people who stay single forever because they don't know how to connect in real life anymore <laughs> that's my fear i'm like You'll we're doomed oh, <laughs> extinction dead ahead I'm, I'm laughing i'm laughing only because it's just such an enormous problem and yeah. my i feel like my ministry my call is to not focus so much on all the negatives because we could literally talk about that true, for the next true. three days mm-hmm. um but no absolutely it's true and it's it's the ramifications for relationships are enormous. You know, I love to talk about the fact that from birth, you know, the way that God designed us is that he designed us to seek out the eyes of other individuals who will return our gaze. They will look at us and meaningfully connect with us. It's called mirroring. And, you know, those mirror neurons, they are in us from birth and we were designed to connect face to face that is built into our design. And so when we break that connection, when the majority of our connection throughout the day, you know, whether we're a Christian or not, whether we're, you know, we work in digital or not, you know, when the majority of our time is spent in front of a device and less of our time is spent actually mirroring other people, building empathy, you know, figuring out how to be a good human. Um, yeah, of course, we're going to have lack in our social skills. And we're seeing this with teens, we're seeing this with adults as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually not only having impacts on work and relationships, but it's actually having impacts on actors. And, you know, they're having to train teens. My aunt is a theater actress, and she has seen such a remarkable change even within the students that she teaches because they just do not know how to emote. They don't know how to actually emote on their faces because they're emoting through emojis. So it is, you know, if you want to have a, you know, if you want to have a creative career, there you go. If any teens are listening, you want to be an actor, you want to be Taylor Swift, you know, you need to get on your phone because you need to know how to, that's right. You need to know how to connect with people. So that might, I think that might sound a little bit uh, easier than it actually is just to tell someone to put their phone down. So what are some expert tips uh, from your book, uh, Jomo, uh, The the Joy of Missing Out, how it is that we can actually like re-harness human life, I suppose? Yeah. You know, it always comes down to what are our values and what do we care about? And I think that can sound like, you know, a bit trite, but you know, what are the things that we really think are meaningful and Mm. and using that as as a filter to understand and control and make decisions around the way we use our technologies. And what I mean by that is, you know, even stopping long enough, and actually this is proven by science by a researcher named Susan David out of Harvard, that if we even 
stop for five minutes a day and ask ourselves, what do I value? And just sort of sit with that question. It actually has incredible power to stop what they call social contagion, which is basically FOMO, just getting caught up in the overwhelm and the input, you know, the the constant um, input of our social media feeds, stopping and saying, what do I value? And that'll help you when you go on to Instagram and you're seeing someone that kind of gives you like the heebie-jeebies. It's like the person that you love to hate, like the person that you follow that you really actually can't stand. Mm -hmm. Like, is that like following that person's life? Is that really aligned with your values? Do you value integrity or you value family? You value your beliefs? your your faith um if those things are not filling you if they're not in line with your values that can be a really great practice it's just sort of five minutes a day um another one which is a christian practice which i read about in my book which is not explicitly christian but i just love talking about with people it's called the examine of conscience and it also is more of a mindfulness thing but it's actually from the jesuits it's a very old contemplative practice and it's asking yourself at the end of each day what today was most life-giving mm-hmm and what today was most life-taking. And sitting with those questions and, you know, and I do this with people through workshops and, and different practices and, you know, almost universally social media ends up in the life-taking column because yeah. it's not really investing much back into our lives. We might read an inspiring quote, but we need to do something with that inspiration, yeah, put it into practice in some way. And when if we're just ingesting a hundred inspirational quotes, you know, then it's not meaningfully um you know, bettering our lives. But in terms of, can I give a couple practical, super practical little things? Yeah, we love practical stuff. Okay, all right. So uh, one of the tricks I do is I actually write a list of the things I want to get done online before I open my laptop. Oh, that's good. Super analog. Super. (laughs) And I just check them off and and stick to the list and then close it up and move on to other things. Um, so that to me, that for me has been really, really helpful. Um, building periods of solitude into your schedule. So basically like scheduling margin into your calendar. So, you know, if you've got your quiet time in the morning or, you know, a block of just like being off your phone for an hour at lunchtime, blocking off those margins in your calendar, um, is really helpful uh, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but an incredibly good practice is not beginning your day with your phone. Mm-hmm. So like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the first thing you're doing in the morning that automatically sets you up in like an anxiety space where because as soon as you pick up your phone, you're actually like alerting your neurons to start firing um, because, you know, we connect it to social media and, you know, work email and these sorts of things. So even having half an hour before you start your day and also, again, at the end of the night, um, it's really important to not end your night with your phone um, because of ramifications on sleep, maybe intimacy in your relationship if you're married, uh, you know, these other things. Um, Really good practices to not start and end your day with your device. Um, Have you heard that saying? um, Things that I recommend. Have you heard the saying, reach for the throne before you reach for your phone? In terms of like, <laughs> go talk to Jesus before, no. you, before you open your phone. Yeah, go go reach for the throne. Sorry. Have some devotional time with, with God before you open your phone in the morning. 
story I, a story I laughed at that. I think as a Canadian, I would just, I'm sure there's a little bit of something lost in translation, but I, now I totally understand what you're saying. That's wonderful. I think you I know, know I think I know where you got lost, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a quick explanation. <laughs> oh, yeah. these are, yeah. I, do you know what? I absolutely no, love no. that tip about writing a list of what to, that you were going to do on your phone because I find that I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. And then I open my phone. I see a notification from Instagram and an hour later, I'm still scrolling, totally forgotten what I opened my phone for. And then I'm like, oh, I have to go do this now. And I put my phone down and didn't even do what I was supposed to do. Also, turn off all notifications, like 100%. Oh, really? Turn all those suckers off. They are not helpful to you because you're not making a choice. You're just responding. You're reacting to a message. You're not That's making true. a choice to enter into that email. Mm-hmm. That's such That's a good That's another idea. huge one. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Christina, and congratulations on the new book, Jomo. We will be putting that up on our social media and people can get a hold of that book uh, through many different ways online. I saw it was for sale on Book Depository, so I might get myself a copy for that. And uh, we, we really appreciate you joining us all the way from Canada and uh, we hope you have a wonderful day and uh, you're not missing out on anything, but you're enjoying missing out on stuff over there. I am indeed. Thanks for having me. That, that was, was Christina, the author of the book, Jomo. I'm so excited about this book. I literally, I'm going to get a copy of this book. And that, and I'm going to read you a copy. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it works with us, isn't it? I buy the books, you read them. <laughs> this is... Like a feather 
by my wandering heart to Anxiety are the most common mental conditions in Australia. On average, one in four people will experience anxiety at some stage in their life. I'm David Stojic, counselor and pastor of Living Abundantly Adventist Church. We are hosting speaker Danny Milenko to provide a scriptural perspective on this topic. Join us at 11 a.m. Saturday, September 8 at the Warburg Community Center here in Newcastle and visit discoverhopeseries.com for more information. Do you enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great! I'll see you there. Hey, do you believe in God? Yeah. Yeah, but is God for real? Mm, yeah. No, I know you believe in God, but is He actually real to you, or do you feel that something is still missing? Sometimes. If you still have questions about God and life, then why don't you come to the Is God For Real series? Sure, where is it? It's at the Gosford Adventist Church. Begins 7pm Friday, September 7. You can get more information at isgodforreal.com.au. Sweet. <laughs> 